Art leads you back to the person you were after the world took you away from yourself. You're listening to Creative Breakthrough, the podcast that provides you with the strategies to elevate your creative passion to the next level. I'm your host, creative hustler, and chicken wing lover, Shireen Kassam, aka The Funny Brown Girl. And yes, I have an unhealthy obsession with chicken wings. Now, get ready to flex your creative muscle and keep winning. Is your mind always running? Do you struggle focusing? Do you have a hard time turning off after your 9 to 5 to focus on your creative passion? Well then I may have an answer for you. CBD. CBD is an active ingredient in cannabis derived from the hemp plant. But unlike its cousin marijuana, it doesn't give you the psychotic high. And it's legal in most places, including the United States. Since I introduced CBD into my daily life, I've felt less anxious and more creative. It's helped me sleep better, be more relaxed, and most of all, it's helped me turn off after a stressful day and focus on my creative hustles. If you want to learn more, check out HoorayForCBD.com and use the code PODCAST to save 10% on your first purchase. Again, that's HoorayForCBD.com and promo code PODCAST to save 10% off any CBD purchase. Welcome back to another episode of The Creative Breakthrough. If this is your first time joining, welcome. I am your host, Shireen Kassam, a.k.a. The Funny Brown Girl. Hey, guess what? It is December, and when we end this year, this podcast will be trending in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Czech Republic, and Malaysia. How cool is that, y'all? And this is all because of you guys. Thank you for tuning in every week after week, for sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, other creatives. And most of all, thank you for leaving reviews. You won't believe it, but the way the algorithm is set up, reviews really help find more listeners. So thank you to those of you who have left a review. If you haven't and you want to get me a Christmas present, which I think you should, please leave me a review. I would really appreciate it, most specifically on the Apple platform. But I'll take a review anywhere else. No problem. Okay. Now, in season one, I used to do solo episodes, and I really loved doing those solo episodes where I would talk about my own creative journey and and highlight strategies that I've used to be successful. I haven't done that in season two, but I am going to do it today, so it is your lucky day. If this is your first time tuning in, I usually do interviews with creatives, successful creatives of color, and this season I've had so many amazing guests that I just haven't had time to stop and do a solo episode, but again, today I'm going to do a solo episode. Now... If you know me, you know I love Instagram quotes. I don't know why, but Instagram quotes are my thing. I will screenshot them, and then I will save them, and I I just love them. I don't know. I think it's because you can just put anything you want in an Instagram quote, and boom, it's like, oh, that could be true. But I saw this quote, and I thought that this was the best quote ever, and it really resonated with me and what I wanted to talk about today. And this is the quote. Art leads you back to the person you were after the world took you away from yourself. Now, I have ADHD, so I'm going to read that one more time for those of you who also have ADHD. Art leads you back to the person you were after the world took you away from yourself. This quote embodies everything I want to talk about today. 
For me, discovering stand-up comedy really helped me develop into the woman I am today. It really helped me grow up into this confident, strong, powerful woman. But it also allowed me to rediscover my voice, my confidence, and most of all, my sense of worth. Comedy, in a way, saved me. When I was 19 years old, I had just completed my freshman year at Brown University. Life was great. I had no qualms, no issues, no stress. I mean, I was 19. I was loving life. And I would do anything to go back to that moment. That summer, I was invited to be a counselor at a prestigious camp. It was a privilege to be invited, and I didn't hesitate to say yes. It was my first time in New York. However, everything changed that night. That first night at camp, I went to sleep like I always do. Nothing was keeping me awake. I passed out in seconds. I was 19. I was loving life. What was there to keep me awake? Nothing. Until I woke up with someone on top of me. It was a man of the camp's leadership board. Just chilling on top of me. Well, I wasn't really chilling, but that's the word I'm going to use, okay? Now, my life changed that night. Not only because of what had happened that night, but what followed. No one wanted to listen to what happened. No one cared. Not the women and definitely not the men. They all had excuses. They had excuses for his actions. They had excuses for their actions. I was told to go to sleep and that I'd feel better in the morning. Some said it was just fun and games. Others said it's not a big deal. It happens. Again, I was 19. And if you knew me at 19, I was like the most sheltered kid in the world. I had... I was still a tomboy. I still wore baggy clothes. I still had dreams of being in the WNBA. Like I was in a different mindset. So this was a big deal to me because I didn't understand what was happening because I knew that in in class we were taught that when something happens, like things happen and then like other things happen and then people, adults get involved and like things happen and nothing was happening. These were fathers who had daughters, mothers who had daughters, women I considered friends, men I considered brothers. No one was listening to me. My calls and my emails went unanswered for days. That became weeks. That became months. And I quickly felt that my voice was stripped away from me. I had fallen into a deep depression. For years, I started having nightmares. I started drinking a lot. I stopped being an active member in social activities. I hated going out. I became an introvert. I think I still am a little bit of an introvert, but I don't know if that's related to this or not. But anyways... I was hurt and angered. And at times, I just felt like giving up. I felt like, what is the point of living? Like, why live through life being scared of being afraid of being so angry? I gave up jobs in New York because I didn't want to run into the man who had done this to me. But then I discovered stand-up comedy. Now, for those of you who have heard the story many times, you can skip over this part. But how I discovered stand-up comedy was crazy. I had never dreamt of being a stand-up comedian. This was not something in my in my journal or my diary. I had never even seen a live comedy show. But I had this girl staying with me. And she really wanted to go to this comedy show. And she dragged me to it. And I was, like, really adamant I didn't want to go. Again, because I had turned into an introvert and I just wanted to stay home. And so we go to this show, this comedy show. And it's a showcase, which means it's like 10 people who go up for five minutes, seven minutes each. And it turned out that they were all men. And everyone in the show, everyone in the audience was drunk, but I was not drunk. And so maybe that's why I wasn't enjoying it. But every guy looked the same to me and their act sounded the same to me. They all had the same jokes about their girlfriends, their ex-wives, their dogs, their genitalia. And I was bored silly. And so after the show, I went up to the doorman and I said, hey, listen, that was really boring. I want my money back because I paid $20 to get in. Okay. And I was 
like fresh out of college. Actually, I wasn't that fresh out of college. I was probably a couple years in, so I had money. But I still wanted my money back. And the doorman called over the host of the show, who was this really cool woman. And the woman was like, it's hard to make people laugh. It's not that easy to make people laugh. And I was like, well, challenge accepted. And so she helped me figure out how to be a stand-up comic. And I went and I took a class. I read a book. And that first time that I got on stage and I heard the crowd roar in laughter, I knew I had found my calling. I knew that this was what was going to help me find myself again. And so I poured myself into stand-up comedy. But deep down inside, even though I love stand-up comedy because I finally had a voice again, I could get on stage. I could share my views of the world and people listened. People were engaged in what I had to say. And it was such an amazing feeling to be confident again after all those years. To discover a part of me that had become hidden, I poured every ounce of me into comedy. I mean, I was going out five, six nights a week to do comedy. A few years ago, I discovered that the man who had assaulted me was now in a leadership role that oversaw the camp in which I was assaulted at, and I was outraged. I spoke out again, but it wasn't any different. Fifteen years later, and people still wanted to ignore the situation. But this time I was stronger and more vocal and more determined. Slowly, people started responding to my calls and my emails. Slowly, changes started to happen. The leaders of the camp agreed that we should have a sexual assault policy in place, as well as an escalation policy, so that if this did happen again, people knew what to do and how to respond. These policies were introduced nationwide at all the camps this summer. And the man who assaulted me suddenly resigned from his position. I received an apology from leadership this year, and most of all, I discovered a new passion to fight for women empowerment and mental health. Stand-up comedy helped me find myself again and make a difference. It was a long journey, but a necessary one. I can't go back and save all the other women who may have come into contact with this predator, but I can at least protect women going forward. I also finally took the necessary steps I needed to heal and started to see a therapist this year. Holding on to all that anger for so many years was not healthy, and I'm not embarrassed to say that I did have to go see a therapist to work through it. It was a relief, actually, to find someone to share with how I felt, someone who cared, someone who understood, and someone who gave me the confidence and the courage to fight. Whether you're dealing with grief, a breakup, or any other hardship, I urge you to pour that emotion into your art. Seek help, and most of all, remember, you are worthy and able to overcome whatever life is throwing at you. With that, I wish you all a safe holiday season, and please, if you need someone to talk to, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline that's available 24 hours a day and is totally anonymous. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Now, go flex your creative muscle and keep winning. Thanks for listening. Stay connected about upcoming resources, including opportunities, festivals, competitions, and grants to help you grow your creative passion by subscribing to my bi-monthly newsletter by visiting funnybrowngirl.com forward slash subscribe. Don't miss out on a life-changing opportunity and subscribe today at funnybrowngirl.com forward slash subscribe. And hey, if you decide to go on Instagram today, follow me. I'm funnybrowngirl. I'm Shereen Kassam, and you've been listening to Creative Breakthrough. Now, go flex your creative muscle and keep winning.